Last place now than you are I, first. I know. I don't. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do if if the Royals get behind the White Sox. I'm just gonna eat so much doo doo, doo doo, poo poo, caca. I'm really not okay with this, Ray. By the way, we're recording. We'll get to this in a sec. But hey, everybody. Hey, well, this is another show. This is episode six of Raisin, Raisin Bread. Brent. And Brent's in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood. It's really sad. But you should be in a good mood. Do you know why? Because we're doing Raisin Brand? Well, that always puts me in a good mood, but even more so... Oh, because... Uh, I, I know why. Uh, yeah. Because Detroit's in second place behind the Cleveland Indians? Again, we'll, we'll get there. We'll talk about that a little bit. No, it's because, as you as much as myself, we are video game fans. Oh, And today yeah. showed the announcement of the brand new Shut Up and Take My Money, Xbox One! Xbox One. I, I got, like... On all my email accounts, I got the email about the Xbox One, and yep. I had no idea what the hell it was. I thought it was like, oh, now with less calories. You know, it was like the regular Xbox, but but I don't think it has calories. And this isn't the first Xbox. I guess that's where I'm a little bit confused, because we have Xbox, then we have Xbox 360, and then we have Xbox One. Wait, is this one going to be a retro? It's going to go back to, like, Nintendo times? It's going to be gonna 359 be... times less powerful than Just the like Xbox 360. 256... Uh, Kilobytes? 256K, baby. Sign up with a 14.4 modem. The, the joysticks that broke your, you know, made your thumbs feel like they were bruised. Or the joysticks that you just broke? Yeah. With the one orange button mm-hmm. and the little rubber thing. And if you did it too hard because you were playing Joust too excessively, you could actually, like, break it. And there, I mean, maybe I'd just get aggressive when I play Joust. Joust? I, I, that was always a game I wanted to be good at, but I was terrible at, you know? I use I, here's the deal. Joust is a game I had for the home computer uh, when I was much younger for my Atari 800 XL. Yeah, booty. Oh. And I used to play Joust all the time, and I was really good at it. Like I would just crush it, and then I would go to the arcades, and I'd have all this home experience saying, "Man, I'm real good at Joust. I got this." And then I'd play against my friends and die like three times on the first level, and then and then just be sad. What was the name of the computer you had? The Atari 800 XL. Oh, that is so lame, dude. I guess you weren't cool like me, because I had a Commodore 64. You had the Commodore 64. That's right, and I could play the game Popeye on it. Uh, Popeye, fantastic. Um, tapper? Beer tapper? Burger time? Burger time. I, I kind of hated that game, Burger Time, too. It was just a ripoff of Mario Brothers. Yeah. Original Mario Brothers, not the super variety. There are, like, Burger Time-type games out now that, that my wife plays, like, what was it called, like, Cake Madness or Cake Time or something like that? Cake Time. Where I, hope, I want it to be called Cake Time. They're really involved games now. Really? Yeah. Is it like Candy Crush? That's the big one going around the Facebook right now. I don't know what that is. You know, Candy Crush, you've, you know, but like Bejeweled Blitz, right? Oh, yeah. You've seen that? Okay. So it's like that, but with like obscurely colorful pieces of candy. And then you drop them kind of Tetris. It's just like Bejeweled Blitz, basically, except with like obstacles and stuff. Uh, my fiance, Melissa, plays it all the time. And you, no doubt, if you look in your Facebook right now, you'll probably have 26 different requests because one of the ways you can get to the next level is you have to have X number of friends who also play the game. It's such a scam. No. Okay. Cake Mania. That's what it's called. Cake, Cake Mania. Mania. You literally open a bakery and people just start coming in, ordering stuff, and you have to like 
make stuff before they leave. And is 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 it cake mania like like the cake would come to you and say, "What you gonna do when frosting rolls all over you?" Like 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 Hulkamania, but it'd be cake. Oh, I get what cake. you're doing there. That's it's, really clever, right? That's, that's a bit. Yeah. Yeah. What you gonna do when they come for you? you. Bad, bad cakes, boys, bad, bad boys. cakes. What? What? Let's talk about the Xbox One, though, because it is really Bill Gates's centerpiece of what he wants to do as far as taking over all of our lives goes. Uh, he kind of hinted at with the Xbox. So it's his centerpiece. That's amazing. So yeah. I would love to be invited to his wedding because, you know, people always get to take the centerpieces home if you if you have, like, the star under your flowers seat. sticking out of it. No, no flowers. Just... His centerpieces are the Xbox One. Oh, the Xbox, Xbox One. one. Uh, I'm in. He's probably already married, though. I mean, he does give him and his wife the Bill and Melinda Gates let's Foundation. Work on, let's work, away on, a lot let's of money. work on breaking them up so we can get invited to the new wedding and get free Xbox Ones. New plan for Raisin Brent. In the next six months, break up the marriage of Bill and Melissa Gates so he will have a new wedding and give away Xbox Ones. Somehow also get invited. That is our Oh, plan. don't worry about that That's part. Our mission. I got this. I got this. Okay, what's your plan to do this? You run me through it. Run me through it, Ocean's Eleven. Here's the deal. A secret plan, Ray. It's not secret if I tell you. If Bill, Bill Gates has not listened to the Raisin Brent show episode six. Not yet he doesn't. Um... And he still shouldn't because if he hears this, then he'll know what we're going to do and he won't invite us to the wedding. Here's the deal. Xbox One. Do you plan on buying one right away? I don't think so. I, I probably will. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'll be an early adapter to oh, the okay, Xbox One. Okay, then I will buy one right before you. You just make sure you cut in line right in front of me That's in right. order to buy it. I'm going to get the collector's edition one. With the robot dog? It's autographed by Paul Dini. Oh, my gracious. All right, I'll tell you what. We're going to come back with some sports talk, because that's kind of what we're supposed to be doing here. After three seconds of the Jayhawks. Wow, three seconds of the Jayhawks. Yeah, that's better than the basketball team, the Jayhawks. Yeah, Michigan beat them. In the in the Although NCAA tournament, Kansas got I don't know his name is I'm terrible. They got that number one overall basketball player coming out of high school that just looks like a beast. Oh yeah, he's the dude that's supposed to be the next LeBron. <sighs> Something Gibson, Kirk, Kirk Hen- Gibson, Henry Gibson, Henrik Henrik Ibsen, Henrik Ibsen. We're gonna talk about some baseball now here on the Raisin Brand Show because it is it is a it's sad. For one of us, I don't know. I feel like really baseball seasons. It's like it's hockey season now, man. Let's talk about hockey. We talk about hockey. We talk about your Detroit Red Wings. I mean, but you know, baseball season's over. Up two games it's... to one against those dastardly Chicago Blackhawks and Patrick Kane. As for two straight games in games two and three, your Detroit Red Wings came out and blew the doors off of those Blackhawks. Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised. I mean, I don't watch a lot of hockey, but the the when I watch you know Sports Center. Chicago just seems like a dominant team. They're pretty good, and we're better. Detroit is beating them. I'm really pretty surprised. Pretty sassy. Yeah. But come on now. You're just you're just pushing aside the thing we have to talk about right now. Can we just call it? Oh, come on, Ray. Col- let's, no, the- Ray, let's not, because I, I, I understand that the, the Red Wings are going to collapse, and they're going to lose the series. Yeah, but let's not talk about that. Let's be positive about your team. The collapse of the Kansas City Royals, brought uh, about by Brent Pope visiting them three times in one week. Well, the, I think the interesting thing for me is I'd never been to the Coliseum. Did we find out what the name of the Coliseum is? It's still the, so the Oakland. O. Isn't it O.co? Yeah, it's O.co, but I think it's still the Oakland it's weird. Like, I didn't realize it was right next to the Oracle Arena where Golden State plays. Uh, 
Oh, I yeah. didn't even realize Golden State played in Oakland. Yeah, it's, it's that's a lie. But I mean, it it's like uh, in Kansas City where there's they share one parking lot. They share the same parking lot. But what I didn't realize, you know, I took the Bart train over, which I the Bart train is 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 a train the train system in the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay, also goes through Oakland. Uh, it drops you off. You get off the train and you walk up these stairs and you go over this tunnel. That goes right into the stadium, and it's this big, like, covered fence tunnel. And then when you get to the end, it's all covered with with barbed wire. It looks like you're going into a penitentiary when you go into the Coliseum. Well, to be fair, based on the experience that you had at the stadium, wouldn't prison have been a little bit better? Yeah. Just a night at Rikers would be preferable. I might have got some action at least. I didn't get any action. More action than you saw out of the Royals. That's right. right? Hello. No home runs in the game for me. Woo. yeah, and uh, I haven't gone there for a for a Chiefs game because I refuse to go to a game and not be decked out in my gear, but I also refuse to go to a game and get shanked in the parking lot. Now, the fans in Northern California, I mean, listen, the fans of the Oakland Athletics are the same as the fans of the Golden State Warriors, and they wouldn't do anything to you. It's oh, wait, a, isn't there a third team that they're also fans of? It's a weird oh, thing. Oh, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, it's a weird Ooh. thing, though, Ray. It's strange. It's like you put on the Raider colors, and all of a sudden you just become angry. It's like when you get in your car and you just become angry. You know? Just full of rage. Yeah. Uh, you know how you can tell who the Raider fans are at the Oakland A's game? I know this for a fact. They're now. the ones stabbing people? Well, that. But they're also the ones that are just still wearing their Raiders gear during a baseball game. Guys, the Raiders aren't playing today. Uh, ooh, it's green and yellow are the colors, not silver. And Don't, don't cut me, please. Shut up. <laughs> We're playing pin the tail on you. We're playing pin my switchblade on your face. <laughs> you win. So, did yeah. you have any exciting stories of kind of the inside of the stadium, like during the game? Any fun things happen inside of the stadium? Looks it looks kind of cool, actually. You know, it's it's kind of rustic looking. Uh, I will say the technology is rustic looking, rustic looking, like how, like Fen- like Fen- like Fenway Park or Wrigley Field. You know, it looks like, like the leather bottle in. Is that what we're referring to? <laughs> no, I'm saying it looked kind of you know instead of this pristine place, it was like kind of. Looked lived in. It looked run down. It looked like yeah. a tenement. It looked a little saying. bit run down. Like it's a good thing. Uh, the the Diamond Vision is the only one that I've ever seen that's smaller than the one at Qualcomm in San Diego, which is slightly bigger than if I look at my iPad. You I had think. to roust a homeless person out of your seat in order to get your bleachers going. <laughs> it's rustic. No, it's charming. I, I found I found the A's fans to actually be quite nice. You know, and it was weird. I, you Stop. know, well, they were nice. They were whooping up on your Royals. Of course, they it were was nice. Weird too, because you know, you're from Detroit. I'm, I'm from the Kansas City, Nebraska area, right? Right. It's weird to go to a game and then see like a bunch of people with Golden State Warriors and Oakland A's and Oakland Raiders and San Francisco 49ers and San Francisco Giants gear all at the same game. Why do you wear Giants gear to the? I don't know. A's but there's game. like six different teams being represented at this game. And then they keep trying to check on the San Jose Sharks score during the game. You know, it's, it's just there's so many teams up there in the Bay Area. You, That's cool. You forget that living down here. Now, you said you didn't wear your KC. Were you kind of openly cheering for KC when you were there? Or you I wore my Billy yourself? Butler jersey okay. for the first two games that I went to, one in Anaheim and one in Oakland. And that jinxed them. That didn't work. No. So then I went wearing just the, uh, you know. You went in wearing A's gear? Just try to, like, <laughs> double reverse it? <laughs> I went in wearing, I actually went in wearing a shirt. That said, Evil Empire, Bronx, New York. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, and also a, a Royals Wilmington Blue Rocks hat. Well, you got the Blue Rock hat with the antlers on it? No, no, no. I, I found the one. I'll show it to you later. Okay. It's just a rock with a little pickaxe. Well, that's kind of cool. As if he's mining himself. He's that's right. weird. He's, he's looking for <laughs> friends. That's all he's doing. You know what he is? He's the ultimate American story of pulling yourself up 
by your bootstraps. I, I agree. No I, one else dug me out of this mountain. I did it with my own pickaxe. I think it's cool that they actually devoted their mascot to the most boring part of Skyrim. <laughs> I think that's very, very exciting that they would just base a whole team around that. Nice. So anything else cool happened while you were at the game? No, just a lot of losing for my team. So uh, break it down for me. Like, uh, How did the game go? Can you, the ebb and flow? Oh, of, I can tell you how, how exactly every game went. Okay. Royal score early, go up one nothing, and then uh, Ooh, pitching this. is awesome, and then they get to like the sixth inning or the seventh inning, and then they tie it, and then the eighth inning they take the lead. That's, that was both games. And that was the opposing, opposing team yeah. taking the lead. And then Grant Balfour comes in. And then it's definitely over. And then it's over. He's tough. I just picked him up for my fantasy team. Nice. He's good. Means absolutely nothing, but he was out there. And I had uh, Johnson, the reliever from Baltimore, who led the league in saves last year, went 0 for 3 on his last save attempts, melted down in a way that I haven't seen outside of Jose Valverde for Detroit. Wow. And that now I'm not sure grande. if I can play him anymore. He was he seems so so good and so steady. And then he went for like negative 30 points this past yeah, week. I think you just leave him in there. Keep him in there, right? Give him another chance. I got Grant Belfort now. I heard he was playing the Royals, so I had to, I had to poke that well, in Well, they're there. done now. Oh, no. Royals are done. I know that. Oh, you I, mean he's done playing. I think playing they play them. the Royals again next week in, in, uh, in Kansas City, so maybe keep him around. Oh, oh, there's no... He'll probably get three more saves. There's no doubt in my mind I'm keeping him around for that. But now you told me that there was some extra excitement about the game. What was all that about? Oh, on at the Friday game? Yeah. It was Bacon Friday, which was... What do you, what do, you do on Bacon Friday? Pretty awesome. They they kept showing bacon trivia. Well, first they had a thing. They bacon, said... Bacon... What? They, by a round of applause, they said, who wants to see MLB highlights, and who wants to see highlights of bacon cooking? And the bacon cooking... Blew them away. Yeah, blew them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These are uh, really good And then, fans. you know, how every stadium, they've got the Yahoos over in right field. No, whatever stadium you're in, the Yahoos are in right field. That's where they like to congregate. Yeah. yeah. So... They give them all these big pieces of plastic bacon, and they're just like rocking out with the bacon, dude. These How big was the bacon? Like, like we're talking like bacon size or guitar no, no, size? No, no, like guitar size, guitar sized bacon. Like slung over their shoulder, pulling a Hendrix solo on bacon. Yeah. Now I, oh, but what is bacon trivia? And you know they're doing like the we're not worthy with the bacon oh when Graham Balfour comes in. Were they doing the uh, like the thunder sticks with the bacon? Kind of, yeah. Oh, bah, bah, you know when, I remember bacon. when Grant Balfour came in that game, they were just like going crazy with the bacon. I was like, oh, the Royals have no chance. No, but seriously, what is bacon trivia? Uh, Can you like, remember a single like, bacon trivia question? Like how many? Uh, oh yes, I, okay. Here's one. Okay, I'm gonna what, try to guess this. What okay. percent? What percent of American men? said that bacon is their favorite odor in the world. Favorite Fav- odor? Favorite smell in the world. I'm going to uh, say... Let me give you some no, give me some percentages. Uh, let's okay. say uh, 50%, okay. 38%, 38%, okay. 19%, Nineteen or 4%. It's got to be 50%. It was 19%. 19%? But that's pretty good for bacon, for you know, it not I'm to be... I'm just shocked it's that low. Yeah, I would maybe set it too, but you know, sometimes bacon is burnt, and it's, it depends on what kind of bacon. It Even is. burnt bacon is still kind of good, though. It's still kind of good. I, I almost, you know, and this is going to be heresy for me to say, though. I almost want to say bacon might be one of the most overrated foods of this current generation, though. When I started seeing people wearing I bacon heart, yeah, now people put it on on t-shirts, uh, cupcakes. Yeah, I just think like, bacon is good. Do not get me wrong, but let's not pretend like bacon is like pizza. Where even if it's bad, it's still kind of good because bacon can be kind of bad. It can be chewy. It can be burnt to a crisp. You can just have very I bad think flavor that's on the it. Only way it can be bad is if it's burnt to the crisp because I think it still tastes delicious if it's if it's chewy. And if it's chewy, you can still cook it more. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. But I was I always end up at these uh, work functions and we have like the 
breakfast buffet, mm-hmm. and it's always loaded up with the runny eggs and the garbage the not bacon. crispy bacon. Yeah. yeah, and there's nothing I can do about it there. Right. I guess I could try to pull out the Bunsen burner that's keeping the thing hot. Bring your Foreman grill, dude. Bring my Foreman grill and just rock the bacon out. Yeah. That's probably not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. Oh, you call this bacon? No, thank you. You know, the champ has a different vibe on this bacon. Nineteen percent would agree. This was fantastic. Could you not start? Could you not turn the overhead on and start the uh, meeting yet? I'm cooking my bacon. Cooking my bacon. That'd be a quick way to clear the room. So cool. So you did bacon bacon night at the ballpark. That's right. And it wasn't even a minor league game. It wasn't. Well, wasn't mm, it? Well, although the A's were in the playoffs last year, so. What about the the Royals? Were they? They were in the playoffs last thirty years. They made it once in the last thirty. Mm. Twenty, Aww. I think, twenty four years ago or something. Oh no! In any case, I I'm think... okay. I have the I have the memory of 1985, and I will always have that. Yeah, I have 1984. <laughs> Still holding on to it. Nice. Now we've been a few times since then, but at least I got 84. None of us are happy with the top. On top, we have uh, the 1927 New York Yankees, or at least somebody should tell them that they're not. Cleveland Indians. Indians. Yeah, clearly it's a really long season, Ray. I'm not sure. That, I do not think the pitching is there for your Cleveland Indians. I, I'm really confused as how they're doing it. A lot of really timely hitting, much like the team from Major yeah, League. All of a sudden, Scott Casimir can pitch again? Yeah, all of a sudden, Scott Casimir has decided he knows how to play baseball. You've got Nick Swisher in there, Michael Bourne. Everybody's just running around, slapping it around. Well, Michael Bourne. They're looking great. Hey, respect to Michael Bourne. That dude, I first of all, he didn't remember who he was for the first couple movies. And he he is a badass, dude. He runs around. He can, like, climb walls. He, he knows can, how to kill you with a pen. He can drive a stick shift. He can drive a stick shift in Europe. Yeah. It's impressive. And then he can also play outfield for your Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm very shocked about this. And it is a long season. We all knew Cleveland was going to take a step forward this year. I don't think that that was really in doubt. But nobody that I could be aware of actually legitimately thought at this point in the season they would be two and a half games well, soon to be one and a half games, but two and a half games up on second place in the AL Central. Yeah. I mean, they're just on a roll right now. They are on a big-time roll, and hopefully you know, it's going to go the opposite way. And hopefully it ends soon. Uh, yes. They are playing Detroit, even as we're recording this here on this lovely Tuesday night. And, oh, is that outing ourselves? No? I, th- I think you're out. I'm already. out. I've found yeah. been out. Oh. Hey, hey, wait, what do you mean by that? I mean that people know that if this show is not live. Oh, oh you know, A okay. podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Wait, so what did you mean? I I mean that the Tigers are up four to one right now in the ninth inning against your Cleveland Indians. So that we're about to close the gap by another game. But uh, of course, your Detroit Tigers, second place, about to be a game and a half behind Cleveland Indians. I think that's very nice. And uh, Royals are in the top five for well, sure. They're, yeah, they're in the top five. How are the Royals looking? Because the as of us recording this, they're in third place. What are they? Five games back. Five games behind Cleveland. Yeah, soon to be. Now they'll still be five games back, I guess, if Cleveland loses. It's so. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, with the Chicago White Sox, the oft maligned by this show, Chicago I White can't Sox, deal with that. one game, only one game behind Kansas City, and those pesky, ploofy, domity. Minnesota Twins, only two games behind Kansas City. Did you just drop a Trevor Plouffe on me? I may have said, Plouffe goes the dynamite! Nice. That guy's kind of a, uh, you know, when he's healthy, he's kind of a, he's an awesome fantasy player, because he plays, like, well, at least last year, he was like, first, third base, second base, like, you could put him at any position. Put him in the eligible. outfield. Yeah. Also eligible at DH, oddly enough. And hits a lot of home runs. Uh, when he wants to, yeah, just a good defensive, plucky utility guy, a must for any bench in fantasy baseball, I would say that. 
And he sneaks up on you, too. You know, you get up, oh, whoever you are, there's a picture, you get up there. Who's up next? Oh, Ploof. <laughs> oh, Ploof. Well, we got, the- oh, my goodness, it's going over my head. Yeah. Much like you and I'm softball. sure that was Anomaly. Next time he gets up, Ploof. He's not getting me. Oh, no, it's over my head again. I got Ploofed again. Oh, I got Ploofed. I got Trevor Ploofed. So we get Trevor Ploof on the show. We probably could. That'd be awesome. Just so that I could say, Trevor, would you say that Ploof goes the dynamite? Right. It's still my favorite expression of all time. I'll say it again. I don't care. It makes me laugh. I, I still love it, too. So tell me this, because is this the end of your Kansas City Royals? Did we see the best they have to offer, and now they can go ahead and settle into the bottom of the division? God, I hope not, dude. I mean, their pitching is 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 really good. They're just not hitting at all. They're in the process of dropping two straight to your Houston Astros. I know. Their hitting is not doing well. They are on the back end of a 10-game road trip, which is going to be hard for any now, young you, team. You predicted earlier that in the 10-game road trip that they had coming up, they were probably going to go 7-3, and 8-2. and two. Yeah. How, how are they doing on that road trip? I believe that. They're 2-5, and five, about to be 2-6, two and six, two probably. 2-5. Ooh. That's, and, not, you know, that's not 8-2 and two It didn't all. help that you know they go into Oakland, lose 2-1, to one, and 2-1, to one, and 4-3. Ah. You got to win one of those at least, right? Three. Well, apparently, games? you don't have to. No, you don't have to. Well, they knew you were there, and they it's really just like didn't Grant want to Balfour impress you. Balfour come in every game at the end with his heavy metal, you know, Metallica song and Exit Light. No, no way. That was uh... <laughs> yeah. It's the stop know. this imprisoning me. Yeah, that um, one. Yeah, that's a good song. Any other divisions? Anything else sticking out as far as baseball stories go for you this week? I mean, we love to talk about. The AL Central, because it really is, the, as we can as we can agree, it's the only important division in baseball. Well, and the Red Sox kind of righted themselves again. They were struggling a little bit last week, and now they're back. I think they're close to first place. They're 10 games over 500 again, so they've... Yeah. I kind of thought they were going to fall back, but there's, they seem like they're going to be... Well, the New York Yankees are uh, still in first place right now, which is a little insane when you think about what everybody predicted when the year started. They won't make the playoffs... They'll finish in last place in the division. Well, look at their lineup and who's not there right now. It's right. Crazy. No Teixeira. Alex Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, that guy. Derek that guy. Jeter. Can we pretty much say, though, Alex Rodriguez is done? He's pretty much done, yeah, right? Yeah, I heard a thing today where they said he was he's trying to come back, but I don't think... Is he really going to come back? Well, he's trying know. to come back. He's got, like, eight years to go in his contract for another $190 million or something. He'd better be trying to come back. So you're saying he doesn't have much incentive. No, well, to be fair, there's not much reason for him to. He's getting paid that one way or another. Right. But if you're A-Rod, why even bother? What is he now? He's uh, born in 75, so he's 38 years old. Maybe Pretty young still. Maybe it's time for A-Rod some to just HGH. go ahead and hang it up. Just do some HGH? I won't get caught. Oh, he's just you messing around caught? with his cousin. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. We're just horsing around. We're just, we're just horsing around. Who knows what we're doing? Who knows if those were even steroids? It could have been cattle urine. I don't know what it was. I mean, who knows? It's not like Roger Clemens, who, by the way, totally innocent. Oh, my goodness gracious! It's Roger Clemens in the box! Oh, gosh! Uh, the worst call in the history of Major League Baseball. It shouldn't even be a call to call, you know? It should be called the squawk. Yeah. Cool. Well, anything else you want to add about baseball? No, let's stop talking about baseball, please. All right, then. We'll be right back with three seconds of... The Black Crows. Three seconds of the Black Crows. Sing a Black Crow song, Brent. Hey, little thing, let me light your chemicals. Mama, I'm sure the hen and I are around. No, 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 no. 
I really don't know anything about I the Black Crows. I don't know I love you better than him. Somehow you're still listening to Raisin, Raisin Rent. Rent. We're going to talk a little NBA Take right my now. Hand. Don't be afraid. I want to prove every word I say. We don't have to keep singing Black Crows. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you really wanted me to keep singing. I mean, it sounded I, amazing. At this point, would prefer not to. I felt like I was channeling uh, Chris Robinson, lead singer of the Black Crows. Yeah, and he was really good when he played center for the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Number one overall pick. Nice. Yeah. So let's talk some NBA, speaking of which, right now. Yeah, they had the NBA. We don't have to. Hey, they had the NBA lottery tonight. <laughs> NBA lottery. NBA lottery. So My team's uh, still in the playoffs. So we, uh, we didn't get to be in the lottery. Dang it. How Pacers. The, the Indiana Pacers. Now, they are going to get swept by the Miami Heat, right? I. It's a very good possibility. I mean, they played them very well in the regular season. We all know regular season is different than playoffs. I feel like they'll win one game. You so you think it, it gets one on Miami's home court if in five get, games? If they get, if they play really well, maybe go six games. Either I don't see any. I mean, I love my team, but I don't see any way they win the series or go to seven games. So I mean, you are a Pacer fan, unless hey, maybe uh, some kind of karate chop to LeBron. Oh my, patella. My patella's ruptured. Yeah. That would not be good. Well, no. No, you are a Pacers fan, though. Can you officially call this a successful season? If you get swept by the Heat right now as a Pacers fan, are you still happy with this year? Yeah, because they have a young team, and yeah. this is the furthest they've gone. And they also had no Danny Granger, who arguably well is their best scorer on the team and probably their best player on the team. They didn't have him almost the entire season. He's there now, though. No, he's not playing. Oh. I don't pay attention to Indiana yeah. Pacers basketball at all. Here's the deal. As far as NBA goes, I'm a Pistons fan, mm-hmm. and we've been bad for a little while now, and I'm a Lakers hater. Yeah. And so therefore, they're, when both teams are out, Ray tunes out and just kind of watches highlights and reads stories about it. Nice. Because I can't really get behind the Miami. Look at the four teams that are left. Miami Heat. I, you, they got theirs last year. I'm kind of done with them already. Yeah, you could cheer for them if you're like an ironic and you're cheering for the villain. Yeah, you cheer for Miami Heat if you also cheer for the New York Yankees, the Green Bay Packers, you know, and every other front-running team out Dallas there. Dallas Cowboys. Assuredly, no matter where you live as you're listening to this, there is some D-bag walking the street in your neighborhood wearing a LeBron James or Dwayne Wade uh, Miami Heat jersey just because he doesn't have a real team and he's just a jerk. And he became a fan. Well, or he, he became just... a fan about two years ago. Yeah. He came to the decision. Oh, my goodness. Ah! Uh? No. To become a LeBron James fan, but before he was, but before he was a Heat fan, he was totally into the Lakers. That same dude was a huge Kobe fan, and then and then before that, he was a huge fan of Michael Jordan's Bulls of the nineties. Mm-hmm. Never a Spurs before fan. Before that, though. when he was a baby, Showtime. He was a huge Lakers Showtime fan. Not to mention the Celtics of the sixties. Yeah, huge fan of them. But and they exist in every neighborhood. Yeah, I don't see the game. But to get back to it, I don't see Indiana going. Past five, maybe six games. Just yeah, I see. Unless sweep, there's some, I see a sweep. unless I there's know. some kind of you know weird injury that happens. Look at the Russell Westbrook injury that pretty much derailed all of OKC's. Yeah, if LeBron season. James gets hurt, if Dwayne Wade gets hurt, all bets are off. Yeah, I if, think if Dwayne Wade's hurt, I think I think LeBron can carry them. He's he's you know. Well, I would have thought that about Kevin Durant when Russell Westbrook went down because that's the equivalent of Dwayne Wade going down. True, LeBron's a little more you know a little more physical player and a little more of a driving inside player and yeah, a little more of a facilitator also. I agree. I think Durant's the kind of player. He's a tremendous scorer and a tremendous talent and by all accounts a tremendous human being. But that being said, he really needs somebody to support him. He needs to be lifted up to really achieve his greatness. LeBron James, I mean, look what he did with Cleveland. Yeah. 
with a team that was kind of terrible, but had LeBron James on no, it. it was got them all the way team. to the finals. It was a terrible team except for him. Yeah. I mean, when they got to the finals, they got ex- – I don't know if I've seen a team get more exposed in a finals than LeBron James – the Cavaliers. I, I would say I've seen it only one time before, and that was your 2004 Los Angeles Lakers getting exposed by Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billis, excuse me, Billups, and your Detroit Pistons. Rip Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, Darko. Yeah, I didn't mm. see that one coming. I did. Oh. I, put, I put money on it. I thought Detroit was going to win. I didn't see a sweep. It was five-game sweep. Oh, then that's not a sweep. Okay, then it's I saw basically that's what I called. a sweep. That's exactly what I called. That's base. It was I, I, I for those exa- who saw it. It I was think a five I called game the sweep. Scores of all five games too. I was within two points on every game. It's pretty strong, right there. Yeah. Take that to Vegas. Yeah. So we could talk about that series between San Antonio and Memphis. San Antonio up one game to none. Some might think it could be tied right now, but unfortunately, it looks as, as of this recording that San Antonio will be up two games to none. Yeah, I still. This series still not over though, right? Memphis is tough at home. Memphis is real tough at home. Memphis is tough at home. San Antonio has any number of guys where if they get injured... And it's very possible. They're an older team. They get injured. They're brittle. They're old men. And there's no team more physical right now than the Memphis Grizzlies. Somehow. And you remember when the Grizzlies was just synonymous for garbage in the NBA for at least a good 12, 15 years. I know how they became physical. Here's what they do. They got rid of the Nancy Boy Gasol. Yeah. Pow. Pow, pow. And they get Mark Gasol. You know, I actually, I believe the the way that they got physical is they actually brought in uh, Olivia Newton-John to mm-hmm. give a speech at halftime for one game, and it just sunk in. Yeah, that's true. And I saw, I saw the little documentary about the thing that she did with them. She really showed them to let them, they, she showed them how their body talked, and then that's how... Then she showed them how to get physical. Do you, so do you still give Memphis any chance in the series? Because assuming they yeah. dropped game two today yeah. in San Antonio. Not much. They have to win four out of Not five much. games, including yeah. two in San Antonio. I understand. You really think that's a likelihood, a possibility? But I remember a time when Phoenix was up 2-0 on the Bulls, and Charles Barkley was like, we're not coming back. <laughs> and then they got swept the last four games. So it can't happen. Well, I remember uh, Dallas Mavericks playing Miami Heat. Yeah, correct. In the finals. So it can't happen. Can't happen. Not likely. It's against a veteran team like barring San an injury, barring a, a series changing injury. If no, Ginobili or Duncan goes down, it's possible. But if Memphis wins at home, which they're really, really tough at home, they win every single game at home. Then you get to, that means you get to game six. It means you get to game six, and if, you get you that you win game six at home. Then you get to a game seven, and if, anything can happen in a game seven. Here's the deal: if they get to game six, I can about guarantee you they're getting to game seven. Yeah, that's for sure. So so your prediction, I mean, it seems pretty likely. We're on a pretty clear road right now. Miami versus the Spurs in the finals. Probably. Who do you yeah. take in that series? I think you take Miami. You kind of have to, don't you? Yeah. I, I like the Spurs as much as the next guy. I think it's a team that's been doing it the right way for quite a while. There's a lot of class in that team, a lot of dignity. Uh, Greg Popovich is a fantastic coach. You've got, obviously, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mount Ginobili, as mentioned. These guys are warriors. They're fighters. Team they're players. Really, really old, though. And I can just see, I just personally, unless they really gunk it up, bad boys era, Detroit Pistons style, and get super like over the top physical, Yeah, I just don't see how Miami just doesn't run circles around them when it comes time to do the finals. Can we say this too? The San Antonio Spurs, I respect them, I respect the way they do things, but Manu Ginobili, one of the ugliest human beings in the world. Am I right? I'm not allowed to comment on that at he all. He is ugly. He is what the Spanish-speaking world would call... Fail. My fiance Melissa 
believes that Manu Ginobili is the best looking man in the entire NBA. I believe he's ugly. And anyone who looks kind of like him is also ugly. And she also believes that he's the best-looking man in the entire... I know why you're doing this. Because she believes he's the best-looking dude in the NBA and that I look a heck of a lot like him. Well, now that makes a lot of sense. Whether that's true or not, I know what you're doing here, Pope. What? No, I had no knowledge of any of that. Oh, my goodness. But now my world makes a lot more sense. Boy, doesn't it. Hey, speaking of things that make a lot more sense or, in fact, make no sense at all, Vinny Del Negro let go by the L.A. Clippers as head coach. Yeah. Meh? Eh. I mean, I he mean, did I a good a lot job. Of people saw it coming. They get, Everybody saw it coming, but is it fair? Games, you is win. it fair? He won 56 games. Clippers have never in their history won 56 games or more in a season before. He takes them to the best year the Clippers have ever seen. He was their starter wife. Their starter wife. Their starter wife. Now, you know, she couldn't get him past the, you know, the threshold. Now you got to go on to the next wife. Even going back to the Pistons, he's their Flip Saunders, and now they're looking for their Larry yeah, Brown. Yeah, I mean, that, I was trying to make a joke there, but he's like a starter coach. I mean, he's a good starter coach. Now, you're ready when you're ready for a championship, you know, he could have been the guy, but I think they feel when you get knocked out the first round of the playoffs. That, and the way they went out, too, was pretty rough. I mean, yes, there were a little rough. bit of injuries going on there, but it looked like a team that just that was clicking and clicking and doing great and winning games. Then all of a sudden, we got to that tail end of the season and then the first round of the playoffs. They looked like they didn't know how to play basketball They had anymore. no answer. They were terrible. And that's where, you know, sometimes you can say that the value of coaches in the NBA or in any sport are, are, are overranked. In the NBA especially. Yeah. But you have to say that sometimes, you know, in the playoffs, they find that they find that right match of guys to put in or they find the right strategy that's going to turn things around. And he just never found that strategy. So you can't fire the whole team. Well, you're not going to. It's the NBA. It's a player's league. Right. So you can't, you know, in any league, you but, can't fire the whole team. You have to fire the coach. I kind of feel bad about it, though, because, I mean, he, he did do a very good job by all accounts. He got them together. He got them winning. He got them on the same page for a franchise that's never been good. God, can you imagine? Is though? it fair? I just I feel kind of bad for him. I'm moving on, dude. I don't care. I don't I don't feel bad for him. He made a no. lot of money. He was a pretty good player. Uh, he was. But look, what about this possibility, dude? What's that? What if? What if? Oh my! What if Phil Jackson? It's he's done. Coaches the Stop the Clippers, it. and then he's also in Staples Center. There's oh, no. that would be amazing. Would that not be an amazing story? It, here's the deal. Yes, it would be an amazing story. Is it a likely story? I think we're more likely and to see then, the Pacers come back on the heat than Phil Jackson. And then also you see Dwight Howard somehow get signed by the Clippers. And what if, and check this out, what if the Lakers amnesty Kobe for his $40 million hit uh. when he might not even play next year? He signs with the Clippers, <laughs> and they just go straight Dynamo Western Conference powerhouse team. Kobe gets his sixth. Nice. But speaking of Dwight Howard, there's one more point I wanted to make about this. There's a story that came out today that in Dwight Howard's exit interview, he was very, very angry at the head coach, Mike D'Antoni, of the Los Angeles Lakers, saying that he didn't think it was right or fair that D'Antoni leaned on Kobe Bryant and Steve Nash for all the leadership of the team when he's already there. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's got a fair point. When you come in and at the end of the games, teams are fouling you and you're making four out of every... 15 free throws. That's clearly, that's clearly the coach's fault. The coach is – why is he not coaching me to shoot free throws I can't believe he's. I can't believe he's not a leader on the team when he can't make free throws. But you're on a team with Kobe Bryant and Steve Nash, and you're Dwight Howard who's never really won anything. I mean, he made the finals one year. Great. But he's never really won anything at all on a team with those two huge personalities, and he's is, – is he delusional? I think he is delusional, you know, in the, much in the same way that, you know, Andrew Bynum is delusional. You get these guys, I think they're both guys that came straight out of high school. 
they've they've had money since they were out of high school. They never had. They you know they're they're both a little awkward uh, socially. Assuredly, uh, Dwight Howard thinks he's Superman for God's sakes. Yeah, and Andrew Bynum just thinks he can park in the uh, you know handicap spots. I'll pay that fine. Yeah, I'm Andrew Bynum. I park where I wants. That's right. I'll so, do it again. So it's it's interesting. That those two are like tied up in a, a transaction kind of for each other, even though it was between three teams. And then they both have the same weird issues. Yeah. Well, you know who's laughing all the way to the bank right now? The Denver Nuggets. They're the team that facilitated that trade, and without them, that trade would have never happened. And now Andrew Bynum never even plays for the 76ers. Complete washout. And Dwight Howard is single-handedly tanking the Lakers franchise at the same time. Two birds, one stone. Denver, high five. What do you think about this whole situation with, with Dwight Howard? Because, like, if I was the Lakers, I know that they are, they're kind of they've given up a lot. To get Dwight Howard, they have nothing. So, do they, are they kind of are they kind of all in with Dwight Howard? They have to try to get him to stay. They have to. I don't even see what the option is here. Kobe might not even play next year. Kobe might never play again, or at least not to the level that we're used to. Let's face it, Meta World Peace slash Ron Artest is is just terrible right now. I mean, he really is just on sucking fumes right now as far as his career goes. And Pau Gasol is a nice player, but. You can't really build a team around him anymore. He's a good piece. He's in his 30s, too. Yeah. yeah. So Steve Nash, what is he, 39 right now? One year left on his deal, and he wasn't really that great this year. He came in and got hurt over and over again. Right. And this team has no depth, no bench. There's nothing else on this team. Yeah. Where do you go from here? They so don't... if Dwight Howard leaves, then... If Dwight Howard leaves and Kobe doesn't play, the Lakers could be looking at a Charlotte Bobcats-like season next year. Yeah. Which is almost impossible to imagine, but there it is in front of all of us. Yeah, it's pretty amazing to see because, you know, it was just a couple seasons ago when you could almost pencil them in at least to be in the Western Finals. Every year. And now it's just like it's completely gone. You can pencil them in to lose to the Clippers on a consistent basis now. Yeah. It's a weird, crazy, upside-down world we live in. Well, cool. That's been NBA Roundup right here on the show. We will be right back after three seconds of... Counting Crows. A long December... There's reason to believe. Other big news that just happened. Oh, by the way, that was three seconds of counting crows. We're doing double crows. Is that the theme? We got, yeah, we got birds. Birds this week. That's pretty exciting stuff. We should have had Big Bird on there. We still have time. Yeah. In any case, one more thing that kind of popped in over the, the this past weekend was the Super Bowl was announced. They're going to be playing it in San Francisco for Super Bowl Large. Super Bowl L. Nice. And then in Houston the year after for Super Bowl, lie. Mm-hmm. Lie to me. I, I don't think you're a fan of a Bay Bay Area Super Bowl. Am Why? I wrong? Why is that? Well, I know you're a big proponent of like having the, the warm weather since I your am. team plays in a dome. No, I feel where you're going there. Yeah. I am really I I okay, I've got a very unpopular sports opinion that I will now share for all of you. I think that every single sport should be played indoors. Mm-hmm. Every single football game, baseball game, well, obviously basketball and hockey, there's a reason they really don't, they play those indoors, and that's because the elements are very important. Because the elements can jack up the game and cause the wrong team to win and really muck it up and make a very unattractive version of the game, which is exactly why I feel that way about football and baseball. There's nothing fun about a rain game in baseball. There's nothing fun. To me, there's nothing fun about a snow game in football that gets all gunked up. Miami has to go to New England in December and just can't play the brand of football that they're used to playing. It's just it's just unappealing to me. I kind of I love snow games. I love snow games. I love rain games. I think the element it shows 
it reveals the character of the team. It reveals it doesn't reveal the character of the team. It reveals who can, who's been playing in snow all season and who hasn't. It's an unfair advantage to cold weather teams that play outdoors. Well, I'm sorry. The Detroit Lions play in Michigan. Take the roof off. Heck no. That's one of the that's one of my favorite things about being a Lions fan. Was growing up, we're in the Silverdome down in Pontiac covered stadium and now we have ford field another dome stadium so we can play an exciting fast high offense high octane brand of football and not not to take nothing away from the pittsburgh steelers that crap be ugly that is ugly ben roethlisberger plays ugly ugly football yeah well here's here's one thing that i think and this is this is also just my opinion but i am so tired of the super bowl the only people that can afford to go to the super bowl now or just these big corporate conglomerates, you right. know? Uh, the and, fans can't afford to go. And even if they could afford to go, the, most of the tickets are bought out by the corporate conglomerates. Correct. I've actually been, I mean, this is not quite Super Bowl, but I've been to the World Series before. And one of the crazy things is we had really nice club-level seats down on the bottom off the first base side uh, back in 1999, uh, Atlanta versus New York. Had a, I got a corporate favor, so I got to go. And as a huge Atlanta Braves fan back in the 90s, as I think a lot of other people were. That being said, all around me were nothing but just corporate goofballs who knew absolutely nothing about baseball or sports in particular and just kept asking just inane, stupid questions the entire time. Why is he going to first base? What? I don't... Martha, what? Uh, It was ball four. It was a walk. Oh, is that a thing now? Well, come over to my side of the fence then, Ray, because here's what I think. I think we have... If it was up to me, I would just keep having Super Bowls in these big snowbound places. That's horrible. No, but then the corporate people won't want to come to the Super Bowl anymore. It's true point. Prices go down. No, and here's the normal what... Joe six pack can afford to go to the Super Bowl again. And then you and then you just turn it back around and start going to Miami and <laughs> No, this is what I liked about having the Super Bowl in Detroit a few years back when Pittsburgh played Seattle was the fact that it was a cold weather city but the game itself was unaffected, which means we got to listen for a week or two of every single media member whining and complaining about, it's so cold. Oh, my life is terrible. It's so cold. Go inside. You're, you get paid to cover the Super Bowl. Shut your mouth. I wouldn't say they were unaffected. I mean, I still think it affects the game a little bit because both of the teams suffered from some kind of post-traumatic stress disorder. They said that it reminded them, just being in Detroit reminded them of playing like an, being in the actual version of a fallout game where the whole the whole world has what? just been destroyed this that is the whole terrible. world has just been destroyed and they're just walking around and they, and they just feel like they've been through something horrific listen we cleaned up the super mutant problem two years before the <laughs> super bowl happened thank you very much no i think you bring up a good point i mean as really? long as the That's game the first time no, ever. really, I, I i do i think uh i don't see the problem in having it in a in a cold weather city as long as it's not because yeah you're right in some ways you don't want to pay. I, I don't want to pay ten thousand dollars and go to a Super Bowl and then have to sit in the snow either. But it's not even about the fans. I'm talking about the game on the field. The reason why it was always played in a dome or in a warm weather, non you know Tampa or Miami or what have you, a place where it's probably going to be nice, Phoenix. The reason why it's always played in those stadiums is so that the quality of the game is left intact. I thought it was for the fans. I don't know. It, it doesn't hurt. But that, but that being said, the game itself was it was never an issue of who can play better in the rain, who can play better in the snow. I'm not saying it's happened every year, but for the most part, that's what they're going for is let's let's have an honest-to-gosh game and see which of these two teams is better. And when you play a game, and that, that, I'm alerting to the fact that it's being played in uh, New Jersey, 
this year in February, where it's already projected to just be massive snowstorms and just an absolute disaster of a game. Hey, congrats on you know being New York and whatever stadium deals they have working out. It's just not going to be a very good game. The only exception would be is if you get you know Green Bay versus Pittsburgh or New England, where you have two teams that play in the snow every single day. Then the quality of play might be okay. But if if all of a sudden you get to the Super Bowl and you know knock on wood, but my Detroit Lions make it, being a fast running, passing, move the offense, lots of cuts kind of team that plays on uh, tire turf. We have no chance if we play a game in the – we play against, what, Baltimore? We play against New England. We're going to get run out the building 42 to nothing. It's, it, it's not going to be a good game. It's, it's, it, I'm going to feel ripped off, which almost assuredly means this is what I have to look forward to this year. But I could say the same thing, though. I mean, you take like uh, – you know, this isn't the NFL, but you take in college football, right? you got a team like our two teams, Nebraska, Michigan, playing snow the entire oh. year. And then we go play in a bowl game. we got to go play up against Florida State in Florida or Miami in Miami. Or or USC in Los Angeles. Yeah, where they're used to the climate there, they're used to the humidity, and they're used to the heat there. But that being said, it's always a nice weather game. If you notice the Fiesta Bowl, I'm just saying, Nebraska, the Nebraska Bowl. is used to playing in this certain type of weather, and they have to go play in a different type of weather all of a sudden. It's no different than it somebody... You, you see don't what I think mean? It actually, it actually decreases your, your, the quality of your game if you play in nicer weather? That doesn't seem to make any sense whatsoever. It's just, you, well, you're not used to... You're used, th- to, you're you're used not, to cheating and having not the game thro- slanted no, in your favor. You're, you're not when it's be, a fair field, you can't play anymore. You're not throwing down the field all the time. You have different strategy, and that's, that kind of strategy may not work as well. What are you talking about? A few years ago, Bill Callahan was throwing the ball all over the field for Nebraska. Yeah, and that the, was the problem, because he was the coach. He wasn't the quarterback. <laughs> what is he doing out there? He has no eligibility. Get off the field, Bill! Dang it, Bill! But anyway, that, that's my prediction for this year. And we obviously, as the year goes on and we get closer to NFL season, we'll be start making more and bolder predictions about your Detroit Lions and Kansas City Chiefs at all the NFL. But I really do think this is the year the Lions – I predicted it three years ago. This is the year the Lions make the Super Bowl only because we're going to get run out of town by a cold-weather team because that's how our luck is. Oh, we should do a bet on that. We'll just bet on whether they make the Super Bowl or they don't. How about if they or Kansas City, whichever one finishes higher in the standings this year? We can make that yeah, bet right yeah, now. Yeah, well, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Really quick aside, you've seen Alex Smith is running the pistol offense now? That's right. Speedy. I think I think of three. I think of Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, Alex Smith. There's a little weird little weirdness going on. Like they hire uh who's who's the guy from uh the old coach from Minnesota is like some kind of uh, was that coach Craig T. Nelson? <laughs> no. oh, that was Minnesota State. Excuse me. Yeah, I can't remember what his name is, but he's like the coach. Uh, the, you know, the coach that didn't look like a coach. He had a, a beard and he had like kind of geeky glasses. He was That's Tressman for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, they have him as like a some kind of spread offense coordinator, and they also have some guy that's the grant that's the creator of the pistol as a consultant on the team. Is like, right? What's going on? <laughs> they obviously think that Alex Smith has better running ability than we do. Apparently. Maybe he's showing them something in practice. Yeah, Maybe he put on his old high school tape. Here's me in the pistol. Here's the deal. Just because you can outrun the Chiefs' D-line doesn't mean you're fast. <laughs> no, but to be fair, your quarterbacks last year couldn't do that, and I think that was part of the problem. True that. In any case, we're going to come back to wrap up this show after three seconds of Big Bird. Coming soon on Sesame Street. Yeah, thanks for doing that to me. That was three seconds of Big Bird, yeah. and I found it somehow, some way. Ray found some Big Bird. That being said, I think it's time to wrap up the show, right? Yes, let's get out of here. Let's get the heck up out of here. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, let's see. Contact information time. You can contact me on Twitter, at Almighty Ray. 
And you can get me at Scoops Pope on Twitter. You can also contact the show on Twitter at Ray Brent Podcast or check out our main site, our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. There's plenty of folks that we'd like to thank for the show. First off, I'd like to thank myself. I did a great job. You deserve it. I really do. But we'd also, of course, like to thank David Noel for producing, Jeremy Buck in the Bang for putting together our theme song, as well as you, the listeners, because we love it when you guys go on and subscribe to the show. We need all the subscribers. It's amazing. And five-star reviews. We've gotten a few so far. We really appreciate that. Uh, We need more with words in them. If you guys could put some words in there, we'd be very, very happy to read them on the air, should they be appropriate, you darned trolls out there. Should it be appropriate? We will read your five-star reviews on the show and give you some pub on the show. Raisin Brent. Raisin Brent. In any case, anything else you want to add while we, while we get out of here? No, no, no. I think my Royals are making a big comeback, dude. Let's get out of here so I can watch it. I guess tune in next week. We find out if, in fact, the Royals made a big comeback or if they sank lower and lower in the cellar uh. of the AL Central. Take it easy, everybody. Late.